God, have you noticed how many melas are happening this year? I mean, virtually every weekend. It happens every every year around about this time. No, but there's too many happening this year, right? Or maybe we are noticing it more. You're saying mela, like mm. I say mela, but mm. no one here calls it mela. In England, they call it a mela. Don't know. Have you noticed that it's not a mela; it's a mela. Yeah, that's Me- true. Mela, I think it's like a it's like one of the missing Spice Girls, you know? What do you mean? Mela, Mel B, Mel C, like that. That is such a bad joke. No, I always say mela because kum mela. Have you been to kum mela? Pushkar mela. No, I haven't been to the kum. No. I've been. I've, Which one do you I've, mean? I've the mahakum or the ardh kum? I have been lucky enough to go to both. I didn't go to the mahakum. That's huh. once every twelve years. Yeah. But I have been to Allahabad when the yes. normal mela was on once, huh. which has still got millions of people. Yeah, that's true. And about twenty years ago, when it wasn't a hip, hip happening thing, hmm. I went to Pushkar once, and it was a very brave thing what to do in those to days. Push? Uh, Pushkar, by the way, is a mail, a camel fair in Rajasthan, mm. and I and it's very commercialized now. But in those days, I had to catch three trains, take a camel ride, get there, walk up a hill, mm. and it was amazing. There were actually races happening. There was a proper fair, and when I say fair, it was like guys on the street doing tattoos, a guy on a motorbike doing that, um, that where you ride around in a circle, circle mm. of death. Mm. Really was amazing. Proper mela. It was a proper village mela mm. in the middle of nowhere. I suppose mela and mela is a bit like I don't know. I can't think of anything else. Can you? Prata and prota. Well, maybe know. it's because you know I've got so many Punjabi friends here. Obviously, I'm Punjabi, so my friends here mm. have all learned to say prota. Prota. No one says prata, huh. but we know if you live in Old Delhi, and all it's prata wali gali. Huh. Prate wali gali. Prate wali gali. You've been to Prata Valley Gali with me, haven't you? Yeah. It's not just the normal aloka Prata. Anda Prata, anda, Muli Prata. Muli Prata, Anda Prata, so I love. I mean, these Pratas everyone knows about. But, you know, as you go deeper into Prata Valley Gali, as you go into the more shady area where, you know, there's one seat and it's like one school stall kind of thing uh-huh. with a with a plastic cup. You know that cup where steel you, valley you, plate. Steel valley plate and you drink the water that cup, you're definitely gonna get the shits. Yeah. But who cares? You know, you do it anyway. It's brilliant. But if you go in if you go deep and deep into the union, you'll get not just the standard stuff, but um, palak parathe, paneer parathe. Maybe they mix them together and give you palak paneer parathe, methi parathe, alu parathe, mix them together. Alu methi parathe. It's even gajar parathe and dal parathe. You know about the dal parathe? Dal parathe? Yeah. Dal paratha I can understand actually because I think even the parathas that your mother makes here in London, she kneads them with dal to make them extra soft. So that could be the but gajar that, that, parathe. That is just to okay? fool us to make us make us. She's still doing Italy. it. Italy, of course she does. So many years later, After she's still running. She's still running on me. Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We're partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters. And we're everything else in between. And because we've just come back from a seaside holiday, a rather lovely mini break in a British uh, a seaside A proper time. British seaside holiday. Yes, a proper British seaside holiday. As compared to what? As compared to a Mediterranean holiday or a or a Florida beach holiday. Uh, or one minute, one minute. I think you've come from that place where you, you go to uh, Juhu Beach and you have a chuski. What yes, would you know about beach holidays? What I'm saying is that a British seaside town is there's certain things that you have to do. They're very typical things about a British seaside holiday. And my idea of that naturally comes from Agatha Christie's and all these other novels that I've read. Uh, Daphne du Maurier, you know. Oh my God. I just imagine mystery. you think what? That we put a hanky on our head and we wear a three-piece suit mm. and roll it up and then put our shoes on our hand and walk towards the beach. And then somebody gets pushed off a cliff and then there's a book written on it. Yes, something like that. But people are... 
the Brits are a lot more formal than you would expect. Yes, your it's, Mediterranean it's true. Pandas. There's a lot of queuing up, especially if you want to have that 99p flake, huh. Mr. Whippy. Huh. There's always just one ice cream van and everyone makes a huge line for it. Uh, and you have to have the scones huh. or the scones. I mean, there's a big yeah. debate with what, what you say. What else Depending on how posh you are. Hmm. Of course, fish and chips, battered fish and chips. You know. hmm. Whether it's uh, either it's a heat wave or it's pouring with rain. Hmm. But you have in a little plastic container, a little, well, it's a poly- polystyrene container ready. You have some chips, a bit of cod, battered, and a little wooden fork with which you got to make do. Yeah. And great fun it is too. Now, when I said battered, you understand what battered means? Battered doesn't mean that they pick the fish up and batter it around. Cut, cut, no, cut, I cut, do cut, understand cut, what battered is. Battered is pakora, fish pakora. It, it, they pakora fried it. Yes. Now, I don't know if it's pakora fried or pakora fried, but it has been done. There's another thing which is very typically British. I hadn't even heard no, of by it. By the way, like, yeah, basin wala pakora fried nahi hai. Kya dalte? What is the batter? I don't know. Now, there's another thing. Again, until I had come here and until I, I went to Brighton for the first time, I had no idea what rock was. You know, I would never have thought rock is something you eat. But rock is again a very seaside thing, right? Brighton rock, this rock. It is basically I thought, you know, solidified uh, sugar, candy. I thought as you read a lot of books, you would have said Brighton Rock is a book by Graham Greene. Well, besides being a book by Graham Greene, I didn't think it was something you could eat. You know, there'll always be like a funfair, besides what happens on the pier. There'll always a, be a little... You mean a mela? Mela. There'll be a little funfair on the beach. Then there'll always be one big TV has-been star who's guesting that weekend on that in that seaside town. You know, yeah, on the, one on palladium the, on, that they on, the, on the pier. On the pier. So that'll be their big uh, attraction. Don't knock it. It's great fun. No, it is great fun. I'm not denying that at all. I've just said we've become... I either, either loved it. I think uh, a lot of it for you and I, it has to do with the fact that we know what to expect. We like a holiday where we know what the kids are going to be doing, where we know what we're going to be doing, activities that we can do together with the kids, things that we say, right, here's a shovel, here's a towel, there's a beach, there you go. Of course, we do supervise them. It's it's fun because it's very predictable. And very British. Speaking about beaches, didn't you mention the other day about the best or the happiest places to live in England? That's right. A survey has recently uh, compiled 10 of the happiest places to live and work in Happiest means what? As soon as you wake up, you're very cush? No, it's not you, It's not that you're always uh, humming because I'm happy. Apparently, they've taken lots of things into consideration. So they'll look at things like work, play, safety, quality of life, you know, amenities, inclusivity, social landscape, natural beauty, you know, I know what are the things they've taken into consideration to compile this list. And apparently, a whopping 86.4% in this seaside town, in this British seaside <laughs> town. Have you written this on your hands or what? No, I know this. I know this off by heart. 86.4%? 86.4% in this British seaside town claim to be happy on a daily basis and therefore it is one of the happiest places to live and work in the UK. And, and it's is, a seaside town? It is. Let me guess, uh, Blackpool. It is, no, but it's still with a B. Oh, I know what it is. Yes, it's Brighton. Brighton. Where do you think London ranks on this list of top 10? I don't want to break a bubble, but London is not a beach. But this is not just about the beachy places. This is about the top 10 cities to live and work in. Oh, I thought you were talking about beaches. No, no, no. The top 10 happiest places to live and work in in the UK. Is London in the top 10? It is in the top 10. Seven. Nine. Nine? Yeah. Only 61% Londoners claim to being happy every single day. You know, these are the lists which are compiled, also bearing in mind lots of other factors, you know, like inclusivity, house prices, all of that. So we've been to Brighton. Russia. Russia. We've been to Brighton so many times, with kids, without kids. I can imagine. It's a very chilled place. It is a chilled place. But the beach is nothing that great. It's it's, all rocks. It's all rocks and pebbles. So it's not just scenic beauty and the quality of the beach, as it were, but quality of life. My brother used to live there. 
Talking about quality of beach, quality of life, the happiest places to live and work, there's another Bollywood story that caught my eye and it is not directly related to what we're saying right now, but somehow related to the quality of life. It's something that happens in the UK a lot. You know, you have charities like Make-A-Wish Foundation where... Help kids who are yeah, terminally ill and all. Make their wish come true, yeah. right? They're, they're, very, very nice. And not just for kids, they have a whole, whole lot of Yeah, kids. for adults yeah, as well. Yeah. Arjun Kapoor's sister, this is Arjun Kapoor, the actor's sister, Anshula Kapoor. She's not an actress, in fact. She's not in the limelight at all. Uh, she has decided to start a charity uh, called Arjun Fun Kapoor Fund. as in... Uh, Boni Kapoor's son. Malika Arora, Arjun Kapoor? Malika Arora, yes. Malika Arora, Arjun Kapoor. Well, you know your Bollywood a little bit at least. Or, or should I say you know Malika Arora? Anyway, Arjun Kapoor's uh, sister, Anshula Kapoor, she started a charity called Fankind. And that they are doing essentially what Make-A-Wish Foundation does here, which is you can pay for uh, uh, an evening out with a Bollywood star. And all the money, 70% of the money that's raised on the night will go towards good causes. Good causes. I'm sure One, this has happened for years, no? It's like, it's like charity never, auctions. Yeah, I know, but I've never heard of it. You know, this is the first time that, because the moment she said that she started this charity, you know, she got a lot of support from Alia Bhatt and Varun Dhawan and Karan Johar and all that said, yeah, yeah, great idea, let's do it. So I'm guessing it's like, you know, an evening out with a cup of coffee or a meal with Shah Rukh Khan and Hrithik Roshan and that kind of. Do you think it's going to be like priced, one price fits all or you reckon it depends of on course how it's not the I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have to pay more for the, the, the senior established actors. No, but Deepika is not senior, but I'm sure Deepika and Alia and all are also not going to be cheap but I think it's a good idea right especially in a world I can't just say Bollywood in a world which thrives on celebrities uh, no, but India really thrives India, on it I mean India really what's does. the first thing you notice when you, you switch on the TV every ad has got a if it's not Bollywood star it's a cricket star if it's not yeah. a cricket star it's a Bollywood star yeah. even every program you watch even if it's a comedy program or a quiz show mm. somehow some Bollywood person will be in it yeah, there's always a Bollywood angle Good luck to them. Now, you know, speaking of charities, there are some Bollywood stars, composers, stars, musicians, actors, who do a lot of charitable work, but they do it very quietly. One of the biggest names in that department is A.R. Rahman. A.R. Rahman. A.R. Rahman. Not many people know that. So he's enjoyed global success, but also now he's gone into a very different kind of a zone. Have you noticed? Into a very spiritual, Sufi kind of a zone. He always had that in him, but I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when he did his last concert in the UK. Yeah, We went to see him once. We went to see him once, but the last one we didn't see. Most of his fans came out saying that, you know, we didn't really hear any of his big hits and he did a very strange kind of a set. Didn't 15, 20 years ago your mum uh, interview him and you interviewed him with yeah. your mom. My mom interviewed him first yeah, when he yeah. was just coming up. Was it you told me that he only works through the night? That's right. He works through the night. He sleeps during the day. So it's very hard to get an interview with him during daytime hours. You know, I've I've loved A.R. Rahman since um, the Rosa years. Hmm. Roja, you mean. Not Rosa. Roja. Oh, was I thinking of a red wine or something? Rosa. Probably. That's a rosé. Oh, you're really correcting me today. That's Is it like Moza and Moje? Yes. You won't say Moza, he Moza. No, I, I, I call socks. Yeah. Mose, but you like to call them Moja. Someone told me the other day, now I, I don't know if this is 100% accurate. Someone said to me the other day that it's the exact same difference between Zira and Jira. Somebody said, that, you know, we would normally say Zira, yeah. right? They said that people of Banaras, they feel the highbrow, educated, cultured people of Banaras. They feel if your Urdu is or Hindi is not that good, that is when you will see Zira. It's a very pedestrian way of saying it. The actual Shuddh, posh way of saying it is Jira. It's like saying H and H. But listen, we've completely digressed from the point that I was trying to make, which is that A.R. Rahman is finally collaborating with Kamal Hassan, two of South India's big names, right? Rahman and Kamal Hassan. Apparently, they're collaborating on some film after 23 years. Yeah, I remember Ek Dujje Ke Liye. 
You remember? Uh, oh yeah, I don't know what you said. Is it? A, I think Ratya Agnihotri was in it. Yeah, possibly. And of course, um, Sagar. You must know Sagar. Yeah. I can't now. I can't remember if he was in it or Rishi Kapoor was in it. Were they both in it? I think Rishi Kapoor and him were in it, and Dimple Kapadia was. Dimple Kapadia was definitely in it. I, I think both both of them were uh, two star. One is a fisherman. One is not. See, uh, when you say Sagar, you think of Kamal Hassan. When I think Sagar, I, I think, think of Dosa and Indian Westerns. I need defense colony. So anyway, Kamal Hassan and and Ar Rahman collaborating after. Yeah, they're doing Salam after 23 years. So naturally, the South Indian film industry is a buzz. And but South Indian, but I think South Indian film industry has has got one up on Bollywood in the last couple of years. Every movie they've done is happen to be better than the Indian one. Not yeah. that is why Bollywood every Bollywood film now is a remake. Yes, Arjun Reddy, they're all. Yes, so many remakes in the pipeline. Sanjay Dutt has just announced Prasthanam. Uh, Karan Johar has just announced. KGF, uh, whatever it's called. Um, no, KGF, KGF. is uh, Farhan Akhtar. Karan Johar has just announced, you know, Comrade or something. The one that I'm really waiting for. is um, Sunil Shetty's son Ahan Shetty's debut why that scene That's also South Indian movie That's a South Indian remake and why I'm excited about it is Oh South Indian remake We must remake. watch some South Indian movies yeah. I my only memories of We can watch them uh, on Netflix My only memories of South Indian movies is um, a 10:30 show in the morning I used to watch this Malayalam movies No let's not even talk about those okay RX100 I'm very very uh, excited about because they're saying that it's for the first time in a mainstream film you see where the heroine has shades of gray a uh, bollywood hero with shades of gray you've seen amir khan as you know the the killer in uh, fana and you've had so many instances where the hero has gone rogue but a heroine who is making absolutely no attempts at least towards the end to hide the fact that you know she's a baddie which movie are you talking about rx100 which is being remade now and who's who's in it ahan shetty's debut plenty to talk about plenty to look forward to i think we have spoken enough today i didn't even feel it today well that's it for another Shabir Man podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you again at the same time, same place on all the usual portals. Yeah, don't forget to rate us, review us, subscribe, do Recommend. all things you have to do. Get word of mouth always helps. Bye bye now. Hopefully then we won't be talking over each other so much. For the style, the style.